inexperienced kitchen designer getting rid of the functional parts of your kitchen and putting in a bunch of narrow, less than useful cabinets? You better call Paul. James, can you hear me? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep. I, I can hear you. Uh, welcome to Better Call Paul. So I'm looking at your plans and, and everything else. I guess the one thing I question I have is your floor plan is, is missing a wall along where the refrigerator is now. That whole wall is getting taken out, I guess. Correct. Yeah. So uh, on the side of that wall is the family room. So you're opening this up to the family room. Correct. Yep. And then... Does the doorway that's at the bottom of my screen, that's next to where the, your new refrigerator is going down there, uh, is that going into your dining room? That goes into the dining room, that's correct. Yep. So essentially what you're doing is you're giving up having a eat-in kitchen, really. You're having, you'll have seating at the island, but you won't have a table. That's correct. Yeah, that's, that's the thought. I mean, the only thing I'd say about that is that's a big concession. What I always say is if you go to a restaurant and, you know, a a, a, sitting at an island is like sitting at a bar. So if you go to a restaurant with your family and uh, somebody says that, that you say, uh, well, we don't have a reservation. Can we get a table? And they say, no, but, you you know, you'd have to wait 45 minutes for their half an hour for the table. But you can sit at the bar and have dinner. Most people will wait a half an hour to sit at the table. If you're thinking that everybody's going to eat at the island, that's probably not what normally happens because you can't really all face each other at the island. So you'll have breakfast or lunch there. But then if you're going into the dining room every time you want to have a meal together, that's undesirable for a lot of people that you can't, we, we call it communication. You have no communication between the kitchen and the table that the people are eating at. So you know, if I'm taking out walls, I might redesign this space and take out the wall between your dining room and your kitchen so that you have more of an open concept thing. And then at that point, at least you'll be able to talk to. So, honey, would you like some milk or whatever? If people are sitting in the other room, you can't ask them a question when they're sitting at the table. You know, that's a big that's just a big concession that people don't think about. So and I, I think it also. You don't realize it, but it uh, it maybe hurts the value of your home just because people want to be able to sit, you know, don't want to go into a different room that way they can't talk to the people that are sitting at a table. So just something to yeah. just something to think about. And no, that, that's uh, that's great. The other thing is it's all the same money, right? Whatever money you're spending on this project, you can spend it a whole lot of different ways. And looking right. at your pictures. Where your table is now, is that just very tall windows that go floor to ceiling? Or is that, what is yeah. that? That is a massive window. So that's a massive window. So yeah, the other thing that you, got, you have going on too is that's a massive window. What's the outside of your house made out of? Is it stucco, um, is it brick, is it? Uh, for that hiding? window, it's brick. So where that window is, it's brick everywhere. Once you're doing all of this work and spending all of this money, 
that whole window area and since it's not a doorway that goes outside i mean if it was me if it went anywhere that was good i would make it a doorway before i would ever leave it as a window because it, its whole purpose is sort of to have all this light around the table only it's really too low for that either it makes you feel naked almost you can't go sit at your table because the window goes down so low whoever designed the house made it a really big window to get a lot of light in it. But then, you know, now you've got plantation shutters on this whole thing because maybe you feel a little exposed because it goes down so low. So either I would make it a doorway or if you got rid of the bottom of the window and made it closed in on the bottom, you'd have to brick it up. You know, you could have wainscoting on the outside of your house, like panels, wood panels or whatever, and on the bottom and then windows above and that's a cheaper way to do it. But if you made those windows, then you could have countertop and cabinetry come down that wall. Because right now it's just dead space that's not doing anything. Correct. Yeah. And if you change those windows and bricked up the thing, the cost of the windows, I don't know what the condition is of the windows right now, but you know, you might be replacing them if they needed replacing. Heaven forbid you did that because now the windows will be much less expensive, possibly. But say you, had, you were just throwing away good windows and you had to get new windows and do brickwork. I would think that the new windows that you're going to get, if you got decent windows, Appella windows, Anderson windows, something like that, and you bought the windows, yeah. probably have under $1,000 in the cost of the windows. And then the cost of the brickwork might be a couple of thousand dollars, unless you decided to do it a cheaper way and you know do like paneling or whatever below. But so that's sure. three thousand. That might be three thousand dollars, and you haven't picked out cabinets yet. But if you've gotten prices for cabinets, you can spend three thousand dollars just by changing the color of your cabinets. Yeah, it's yeah. all the same money. So that's really what we are always trying to the gong that we're hitting. Hmm. And also three thousand dollars if we take out the wall between your dining room and your kitchen, that might be an, another two or three thousand dollars in work to take out that wall. But also then now you might end up with not with all these pantry cabinets that depends on the cabinet brand you're thinking about getting, but all of those pantry cabinets that are down at the end where the refrigerator is are incredibly yeah. expensive. Yeah. Um, the only worry is if it goes out, then the, the kitchen has no pantry. If you took that out, once that wall is gone, you, yeah, you'd either have no pantry or if you're doing brickwork or whatever, they can also close in a little more of the window. And then, you know, probably your refrigerator goes better if we're only going to have one thing closed in. You could have your refrigerator in this design as it is, too. You have some other problems, too. Like, right, that's a tall oven cabinet. Is that what that is? That you've got. Yeah. Yeah. So you really have no functioning countertop in your kitchen when you're cooking, right? You have this big island that has nothing in it that you work at. So the area that normally you work at when you're cooking is on either side of your cooktop. And in yep. this kitchen, the way you have it designed now, one side is 12 inches, which is useless. It's just wide enough so the handles of the pots can turn out. And then on the other side, if you start trying to work there, that's only 24 inches. And if you were standing there, you would be backing up into somebody at the sink. So yeah. getting rid of your oven cabinet at that location is sort of a necessity too. Your oven needs to move or you need to sacrifice 
and not get, or if you're going to have a second oven or double ovens, is it double ovens? Is that what it is? Uh, let's see. Yeah. yeah. So that? you make your cooktop arrange and then that gets you one oven and then you put the second oven that you're going to have go someplace else. If you kept the wall, you maybe put it over by the refrigerator. If you're moving the refrigerator, it could go also underneath the countertop in the island. It could be a speed oven, like a, a microwave and a convection oven combined. And if you put it in yeah. the island, that would be where your second oven would go. And then, you know, now you have a reason to be at the island. Right now, the island has nothing in it that you need when you're cooking, right? It's it doesn't have a sink in it for cutting and chopping. It doesn't have so if you did put like a, a second oven there, you could be making something and then put it in that oven, or it gives people a reason to be working at the island. And then it, sure. it gives you enough room if once you get rid of your double oven cabinet, it gives you enough room to slide your cooktop or your range now down so that you can have maybe 18 inches on one side and then five feet on the other side that you can work at. And then you'll have this big five foot or longer countertop. So you got two now. Yeah, a four and a half maybe feet of countertop that you can work at. And that's really the countertop where you'll spend all of your time because yeah. you know that what you do is you work between the sink generally and the, the stove a lot of the time. So right now, yeah. you, do you work at that little bit of countertop you have now between your sink and your stove, or do you just work at we the peninsula now? We work, I would say, mostly on, like, the the peninsula, but that little corner top, like a little corner in between the stove and the sink gets very full, and uh, we so, work there a decent amount. So, yeah, so you're losing that good peninsula that's a good workspace because it's it's uninterrupted. So you're keeping the bad part of your kitchen and getting rid of the functional part of your kitchen, right? So, yeah. you know, that's why it's better if the oven doesn't go there and you move everything down. So your island will sit five with two people on each end facing in and then three people on the back. Correct, yep. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's not horrible because at least you got two people on each end facing each other, but it's not really as communal as you might think. You know, you're not sitting on four sides, but it's not that bad. There's even other ways to do it. You could get rid of the whole second set of cabinets and then have a countertop coming off the back of the cabinets coming a little bit farther if your refrigerator was moving and you weren't going to have such deep cabinets on your dining room wall, you could have the thing be a little longer. So you had two people on all three sides. Yeah. yeah. But the biggest problem I think is that your oven cabinet really, you shouldn't be having the oven there. Yeah. That's a move it to a range and then my yeah, slide it down if you go to a range and then you just do one oven, which would be fine. Yeah, and then, and then you, you can have a second. Time. Yeah, and if you want a second oven, you can put a second oven in the island. You have a microwave in the island now, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. So you have a microwave drawer. So the microwave drawer is going to cost you $1,200. So instead of making it a microwave drawer, you can make it a microwave convection oven. And it can be for like, a instead of spending 
$1,200 on the thing, you can spend $2,200 on it. And then it can be a microwave, a convection oven, and an air fryer. And then you can use that as a warming oven. You can use it as an oven. You can use it as a microwave. It's $1,000 more for the appliance, but it's all those things. Yeah, it's very rare that you're going to need the microwave at the same time that you're used cooking something in the second oven. Yeah. I don't know how far the living room, when you take out all those walls, if you don't put the other room in it, you sort of a lot of times don't realize what a problems you might have created in your living room, right? So I can't, yeah. see, I can't see your living room, but right now there might be a couch on that wall, right? Yeah, exactly. So the other side of that wall, like on the sink side, mm-hmm. does that make sense? There's a fireplace pretty close to right there. In this drawing, it actually, the house was built in the 70s, and so it's the off-center very long fireplace so that this counter would butt almost all the way up to that fireplace. Yeah. So Um, I think also the designers that work for me, I'm not lazy, but sometimes the designers that work for me are lazy. And so you, I think you want to have them put the whole living room into the design too. So you can just, you know, you, I want to have my living room end the, the end of, figure out how my furniture is going to go in my living room just to make sure that the whole overall plan is that you don't want to take out a whole wall and all of a sudden be confronted with anything that you hadn't really thought of or really didn't get a good grasp of. And you really want to see that thing in three dimensions. So yeah. when yeah. we're doing it, we're, we're always, once we're taking out a wall, we're showing the other room it's me i'm decorating that room i'm putting where i'm putting where my tv is going where my things are going so that i know how many people are going to sit in my living room now what the orientation is going to be and i'm making sure that i'm happy with what i've created this is just is really as it is now is a design just to sell you cabinets it's not really a design it's just here's here's all the cabinets i put in the picture and here's your bill right yeah yeah exactly Exactly. And that's, so I guess we've thought through that, I would say marginally. And mm-hmm. I say that it's the only place when you rip out this wall, the only place you would put a TV, which my wife and I don't have a TV, but resale value, I feel like you need a spot for it. The only place you would put a TV if you, you rip that wall out would be on the fireplace, which is part of the reason why when we did this island design, mm-hmm. we benches facing the sink if that makes makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, yeah a lot of times people have to put the tv over the fireplace yeah that's not a crisis but it's good to sort of see you know especially for resale value right so there's a lot of resale value issues that are involved in this design that really aren't sort of being addressed i think sure is this a kitchen place that did this or is a home center is it a like a Lowe's or Depot? The drawing that you have is a kitchen design place. Yeah, They're not very good. I'm looking at their drawing and are your ceilings eight feet high? Yeah. So so your ceilings are eight feet high and they have the cabinets going up to the ceiling. You can't do that, right? Anybody that's been a kitchen designer for longer than a year would have or longer than a few weeks should have learned that already. 
that nobody's ceiling is perfectly level and we have to level the cabinets to make it all work. So at some point in the room, your, your cabinets are going to be touching the ceiling and in another part of the room, they're going to be three quarters or an inch away from the ceiling. You can't even stand up your tall oven cabinet because it's 96 inches tall. And if your ceiling is 96 inches, it can't stand it up in the room, right? So yeah. you'd, you'd have to cut the toe kick off the cabinet, I guess, and it's really close and then rebuild it. And then you'd have a seam on the side of the oven cabinet. So whoever did this, don't buy a kitchen from them. They don't really know what they're doing. Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's great feedback. This is our first home, first kitchen renovation. So we don't know what we don't know. That's yeah, I mean, you don't know. Sure, you're, it's not your job to know all this stuff. It's our job. It doesn't look good either. I mean, you want to have the cabinets. And then what we do is we'd, get, we'd sell you 90-inch high cabinets with 36-inch high wall cabinets. And then you'd have what's called a stacked molding one flat molding and then maybe a cove molding and the flat molding would go up to the ceiling and then the cove molding would ride up and down on the flat molding as the ceiling goes in and out of level. And then that looks much more attractive. And if you yeah. go to our website, every kitchen that we have on our website or on, we have 130 kitchens on our house page. There's, there's no, you won't find any pictures of a kitchen where the cabinets go up to the ceiling without any moldings on top or whatever, unless there was a soffit or something that they were going up to. But soffits are not popular anymore. Nobody wants soffits. You're spending all this money to remove your soffits, right? So you're trying to get rid of your soffits. So once you get rid of that, you don't really want to do the same thing again, have cabinets go up to the ceiling. It just looks so much better if there's a molding. And then, and then the whole, everything can get leveled. You need to find a different place because the mistakes that okay. this designer's making are so elementary that they're dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I would tell you that they're so elementary that even if you did go to a Lowe's or a Home Depot, almost all the designers at Lowe's and Home Depot will know better. Lowe's and Home Depot aren't known for their good kitchen designers because they pay them so poorly that most really good designers will graduate. They may start at a home center. Most of the designers that work for me, and I used to work at a Lowe's and a Home Depot 25, 30 years ago. So the, you learn your trade and then you go up the ladder to work at a, another kitchen place. But if you did this, just imagine a poor home center, a Lowe's designer or a Home Depot designer that sells the customer your kitchen and the cabinets don't stand up in the room and they can't level it and everything else. You're going to be in front of the manager of the Lowe's store or the Home Depot store complaining, and that designer yeah. won't be designing kitchens anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. So you will get a better designer even from a home center than this one. Okay. Uh, so you maybe want to shop around and uh, talk to different designers, find out how long they've been doing it, or and you can always once you work on the design and make some changes or whatever, you can always call back and we can sort of tweak whatever the thing is that you got. Okay. Even like right now in your kitchen, you're, you had a hood over your cooktop originally, and then either you or somebody else put a microwave over it. Well, that's not really very functional, right? Because it's, it's three inches too low or four inches too low. So if you're going to put a microwave yeah. hood over your stove or your cooktop, it's illegal and a fire hazard to have it as low as you have yours right now. 
Yeah, so it has to be bumped up if you're gonna- It has to be bumped up. So we're not supposed to be creating problems for you when we're designing a kitchen or selling you an appliance or something. Yeah. But um, uh, any other, uh, yeah. No, I, uh, got... I feel like I need to go back to the drawing board. So this has been really helpful. Yeah, I mean, you really have to start at the drawing board. What I'll try to, what I'll do is I'll print this thing out and over the weekend, maybe I'll send you a layout that I might do. But you also, just as another warning, you have another, you have a 33 inch Lazy Susan in the corner that this designer yeah. put. That's also yeah. you know, terrible. A 33 inch Lazy Susan is going to be plastic probably. And then the opening is so small, you can't get anything in it. So always you want the Lazy Susan to be 36 inches wide, 36 by 36, so that it can have a wooden Lazy Susan that sits on shelves, spins on ball bearings, and then has the opening big enough that you can actually reach in to get in there. So you have all of these narrow things that this designer just is so much of a novice that he's got a 12-inch cabinet on the left of your cooktop, a 12-inch cabinet on the right of your cooktop, a 9-inch cabinet to the right of your sink. A lazy Susan cabinet that's too small. It's just compounded mistake and a, 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 draw, a three drawer base, 24 inches wide. So any designer that works for me that sells that gets yelled at because a 24 inch cabinet means the inside of the drawer is 19 inches. And to have deep drawers that are 19 inches, you know, one drawer you could use as a bread box, but the other drawer, if it's only 19 inches wide, it's not pots and pans or anything. It's only 19 inches. Yeah. You're just going to stack up a whole bunch of junk in it, right? So yeah. yeah. So just a lot of bad selections. It's a good starting point. You're going to go to somebody else and then you they'll probably say most of the things that I just said and then you'll get yeah. a better kitchen and then we'll be tweaking instead of starting from scratch. Yeah, that uh I will do that. I yeah, uh, we'll go back to the drawing board, find a new kitchen place to go to and uh I'll probably call you back and yeah, and I'll send you a hand drawing that you can give to them and sort of start. And you can decide yeah, do you want when I do your hand drawing, do you want me to leave the window as it is, or do you want me to raise it up, or do you want what do you want me to do? Uh, I if if you think raising it up would be fine, I'm not opposed to that. My wife really likes the idea of raising it up. So okay, it won't be as expensive as you think. It will give you all this really nice countertop. And actually, when I play around with this. When I'm sending you a messy drawing by hand, the whole thing will take me 20 minutes. So it, it won't be a big deal, but it will give you the ideas of what can happen if you did that. You can take that and go from there. Okay. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Good talking to you, James. And maybe we'll talk again in the future. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer, Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.